Hey, 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 speaker friends. We're here for another episode. We're going to be talking about key takeaways from a 40-year speaking veteran. I am Jasmine Haley, and I am the founder of Legacy Scaler, and I'm the host of the amazing Legacy Speaker Show. I love having the opportunity. I've always been someone like this, and I don't know if you are someone that also appreciates being and having the opportunity to have discussions with people who have had many years of experience. In fact, there was one sister in my congregation who told me years ago, actually, when I was, I think I may have been a parent of just one child at that time, but she told me that her mother told her that when you speak to your elders, when you speak to people who have lived experiences that you have not lived, it helps you and it saves you a warehouse of mistakes. Ooh, isn't that powerful? When you think about how big a warehouse is typically, right? You can think about some of the storage units that are out there. They're pretty large because they have to contain so many items from hundreds of people, hundreds of families. And can you imagine filling that up with mistakes or errors or failures that you've had along your journey? And to think that that could be saved by having the opportunity to speak to people who have actually experienced so much life or so much experiences in your respective industry. So I've always been open to learning. I've always wanted to learn from other people that had experience just because of their age or may have had experience in my industry. I wouldn't be where I am today if I did not take the time to talk, which is why I highly want to emphasize some of the points that I'm going to share in this brief discussion on what I took from actually speaking for someone that had 40 years in the speaking game. And what does that look like? And, and what does sustainability and longevity look like for us? So I had the opportunity to attend a local speaker event and they were hosting two keynotes. One of those keynotes was actually 82 years of age. And of course, as we know, things are not the way that it was 40 over 40 years ago, right? It's certainly not that way. The internet has taken over. Uh, knowledge is so much more easily accessible. We actually have the internet, right? to help with showcasing our expertise, our thought leadership. In fact, for anyone that's feeling like, oh, this is so hard, I want you to think about 40 years ago where there was no internet, you had to hit the pavement, hit the ground running and market yourself and pay thousands of dollars to get on an infomercial or uh, to pave the streets and hand out flyers. Like there was no easily accessible data as we have today. So in those moments where you feel like, oh my word, I'm, I'm just tired of this, to get some rest, but also thank God that we have the internet <laughs> and we have a means of growing our business with a little bit more ease. It's still hard work, but we have some ease. So in this discussion, this particular speaker was sharing things that have worked for him to be able to create what he's created. And what I found interesting is how he's leveraged his IP and how he's created the sales cycles that allow you to really take your intellectual capital to the next level. What does that mean? Well, a lot of us as speakers were stuck on 
the thought that the only way we can make money is if we're speaking on the stage and getting paid on the front end. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that that isn't necessary, right? There are other ways in which we can leverage our brilliance, our proprietary process, which is what we're continuously pushing in the Legacy Scaler community, as well as in our podcast of helping you to understand that there's so much more diversification of your brilliance, of your intellectual capital, if you learn how to leverage it. And learning how to leverage it is beyond the stage. And so for many speakers that have been in in the game for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, they have all diversified their income. So if you're looking for a sign to stop selling the one thing and look at other ways in which you can leverage your brilliance, leverage your IP, this is a sign. Those speakers who are spending many years in using the art of speaking are doing so by diversifying their income. You must diversify your income unless you're okay having other supplemental income somewhere else. Perhaps you have a nine to five and that's fine, right? We believe here at Legacy Scaler that you define your freedom. You define your success. There's no one here that's going to say you must have your business this particular way because we want our businesses to fit in our life. For me, I have a family. I'm happily married. I have two children and I am concerned with making sure I have the time to be able to pour in to my future, right? To the people who are going to carry on the name of our family. And so that means that I can't be always on the road. I have to structure my business in order to support that. And I've defined that level of success, which means that I have to look at my business model and make sure that I've diversified the income that will allow me to still be home and be present for my children. And so for you, what is your level of success? What does that look like for you? And how can you diversify? Is it by consulting? Is it by coaching? Is it by licensing? Is it by courses, right? On-demand courses. Like there are so many options that you have. And it's just a matter of you sitting down, figuring out where you can use your strengths and where would you like to expand your reach? So that was the first thing that really showed up for me. The second thing that really showed up is with speaking, we have to understand that this is a relationship-based industry. Many speakers that have been long-term, who have been hanging out and doing amazing work, have done it with referrals. They understand the art of creating relationships. They understand the importance of being an incredible professional and showing up in instances that most people don't want to show up. And so when you're thinking about the way that you show up for your speaking gigs, how are you building an easeful process for someone to hire you? How are you making it an unforgettable process for event organizers? How are you contributing to their event and making it amazing so that their attendees want to show up again and again and again? How are you adding to your market value with the A plus five-star experience as a speaker and as a thought leader? It goes a long way. And 
relationships are not just with the event organizers. Relationships are also with your other fellow speakers. When I was specifically in the speaking industry that relates to healthcare, I was, I would say 98% referrals, people that had met me, people that had heard about the work that I did, people that had interacted with me. All of those things contributed to the longevity of my speaking career in the healthcare industry. And now that I'm outside of the healthcare industry and I'm building a brand that is industry agnostic, that is impactful, that is legacy driven, that still plays a huge role. Here's the third thing that I think each of you need to keep in mind because sometimes we get burned out and that's because we haven't built out the rest that we need as we are working on this creative process of putting out content and making an impact by using our voice. The third most important thing that I need you to understand, and one of the speakers mentioned this, is the fact that consistency is everything. And Chuck, which is one of the speakers that I'm mentioning here, he mentioned how home runs in speaking don't happen immediately. And that's so true. That is so true. How many times have you heard the phrase, trust the process? Have you heard that phrase before? I'm sure you have. Well, when it comes to speaking, when it comes to thought leadership, when it comes to sharing your expertise and becoming the go-to expert in your industry, that takes time. That takes consistently showing up. That takes being strategic with the way in which you're showing up so that you don't burn yourself out. So as many of you may know, or you may be listening to me for the first time, I've built out two sabbaticals in the year. July, I take the entire month off. December, I take the entire month off. This helps me to be present as a mom. It helps me to get the rest that I need. It helps me manage my mental health. It helps me feel rejuvenated for the continual support I'm going to be providing my clients. It helps me to continue to thrive and not just survive. So when we're thinking about the way that we're showing up consistently, and the way in which we're doing so, we wanna make sure that consistency is completely strategically aligned with everything that we put out forward facing with our brand, our topics, our offers, any social media that we may be doing, the way that we show up on podcasts, all of those things need to be strategically aligned and we have to consistently do that. And we have to find ways to do so in a way that fits the life that we desire. There are tools that are out there. We don't have to do everything, but there are tools that are out there that can help assist us to stay with that consistency. There are reasons why we say choose a lane and stick with it and stick with it and position that. Because when you're sticking with that consistency, every time that you put a hit, every time you're throwing out that dart, it's going to make it easier for someone to refer to you. It's going to make it easier for someone to speak your name in the room where you're not there. The work that we do as thought leaders and speakers isn't by our lonesome, isn't in silo. In fact, those speakers who get to certain places in their business, those speakers who have built sustainability, those speakers who reach the million dollar mark have done so in community. They have done so with support. They have done so with people referring and speaking their names. But a lot of what I talked about on the outset of our conversation were things that they intentionally worked on 
in order to get there. So as much as I love and enjoy the work that I do, I am always strategically thinking about how can I better my customer service? How can I be a better support? How can I be a go-to expert or provide value for the person that is establishing a relationship with me? Whether or not they provide that for me, how can I provide that to them? Because I know that the seeds that I sow will show up and come through fruition, whether through that person or whatever God decides and deems is worthy of me of having. I know that the result of that will be fruits. So how strong is your conviction in that? And how are you potentially showing that you are providing value and dropping those seeds and are consistently thinking about how you can evolve in the work that you do? Because we know with visibility, being the go-to expert and with speaking, other people are going to have to state your name. And doing that is built in through relationships. And doing that is built in through consistency. And doing that is built through community. So those are the three, those are the three main things that really stood out to me. And I would love to know, you're welcome to find me on social, specifically LinkedIn. Let me know if there's any other things that you may have learned from speakers who have been in this game for a while, or who have been in this industry for a while. Uh, we know that it isn't for the faint of heart. There are so many things that we do on the back end of our business that we simply just don't enjoy. But the result of having the opportunity to speak to someone, the result of having the opportunity to create transformation and to get those amazing transformative testimonials at the conclusion of your presentation is so worth it. It is so worth it. That's what keeps us going, right? The fact that we can free others by sharing our stories or we can provide a solution for them based on what we've learned in our own industry. So those are the things that keep me going as well. In fact, after having my Legacy Scaler conference in October, I knew for sure where Legacy Scaler was and what it was meant to do and what gap we were filling in the speaking industry. Because for... for some time, my confidence waned a little bit. I got a little shaky. I was like, oh man, like, what is my differentiating factor? But after hearing so many women and so many women of color also share how important it was for them to have some of the conversations we had at this event, the fact that they had never heard oppression talked about specifically when it comes to us being able to leverage getting to the million dollar mark or building a multi six figure business. How does that impact us as women? How does that impact us as people of color? How does that impact us from generating the revenue that we need in our business in order to continue to make the legacy-driven impact that we desire? And having those conversations are slim to none. You don't always see that. And so that was so clear to me that on why this particular community is needed and what I needed to do in order to get more visible to bring in more eyes to the incredible work that we're doing and the transformation that we're creating. So I don't take for granted what I've been able to build with Legacy Scaler. I don't take for granted every single person that says yes and invests their money into my business. I am so thankful for them. I am 
ready and willing to trust this process. I'm ready and willing to be patient. I'm also ready and willing to continue to consistently show up every single day for the mission-driven, purpose-driven work that we're doing with Legacy Scaler. But in the interim, I'm still building relationships. I'm still building connections. I'm still building community. And, I, and I'm still building rest. And I'm still building joy. And I want all of those things for you. So those are the things that we learned with my recent encounter with a 40-year speaking veteran. I hope you enjoyed this. And I'm going to highly encourage you, if you know that you want to leverage thought leadership, if you know that you want to leverage speaking, and you really want to maximize your expertise, build another source of revenue into your income, get to the place where you're no longer playing small and that you are the go-to expert in your industry for your area of expertise. And you want to utilize that through the power of speaking, through the power of using your voice, then I'm going to highly recommend that you visit us at jasminehaley.com and reach out to us. You can contact us. You can learn about our mentorship program. We have a new network now as well, where we're just building community. If you want to have access to all of our public-facing workshops, if you want to learn from me, if you want to uh, do so without the, the actual work of mentoring with me, like you're truly not ready for the coaching, but you want to be in community with other speakers, we've got an, a wonderful, accessible community called the Legacy Speaker Network community that's now available. And of course, you know, we still are coaching and consulting. We're still providing done-for-you curriculum services and done-for-you speaker pitching because our mission is to help 10,000 of you incredible, brilliant speakers get on the stages. And we will do so in multiple ways, whether it's building community or mentoring you throughout your strategic steps that you're taking in your business to get there. All right, y'all, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Bye-bye.